<laughs> What's going down, gang? How how is everybody? This your boy Phantom Fuego. Coming at you with the news, views, previews, and reviews with just a twist of his ghetto point of view. James Harden has crash landed in my neck of the woods. Couldn't even go to practice because Boogie was about to put the paws on him. Man said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the hell up out of here. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get up out of here. Listen. At the end of the day, Wildcats and Sun Devils don't really get along anyway. And it looked like Wildcat Nation is about to take over in H-Town. So they'll probably get a couple more Kentucky Cats in there. Don't get it twisted. Those, those, fraternities, those fraternal ties are very real. And you'll have college teams beefing with each other. And that beef that they have will transition if they make it to a professional league. Or even if you just go to a job. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this dude used to play for Baylor. Oh, I played for Baylor. Oh, he must, he's a good guy. I'm going to bring him on. You know coach so-and-so? Oh, you do? Oh, man, come on, come on. Those, those ties are, are, are very real. People really take that shit serious. And the opposite flip side of that is, oh, I went to North Carolina. Oh, you went to NC State, huh? Uh, you know, I'll try not to hold that against you, <laughs> but then they will. Oh, they definitely will. They will definitely hold all of that against you. You will definitely be ostracized or made to look crazy because you went to a different school. Sometimes it gets that deep. So Sun Devils and Wildcats can't get along. Kevin Harden is up out of there. Kevin Harden is, I mean, I said Kevin Harden. Jesus, excuse me. I combined the abilities of Kevin Durant and James Harden into one super play. I called him Kevin Harden. <laughs> crazy, crazy. But I mean, it was, you know, the writing was on the wall, man. He was, it was, he wanted to go. It was, it was, the writing was on the wall. And now it has happened. And now it has happened. And now it has happened. So, uh, it is crazy. I, I honestly, I'm not sure. I'm still not sure if they come out the East, man, because these guys are going to have to gel and they're also going to have to, you know, avoid injuries because they're so, you know, they had to give up a lot to get him. So hopefully they are not so depleted that now it's like, well, will this will this work? Will this not work? Will this become a problem? But uh yeah man, it is it is official tissue, like a referee with a whistle. You know, Wolves dropped the bomb on it, so you know, that's when, when Wolves drop the bombs it goes down. Houston Rockets, according to Bleacher Report, 
traded James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets as part of a four-team trade that will also send Victor Oladipo, who was a superstar of his own right and was killing, killing, killing for Indiana, to Houston. And this will also give Karis LeVert, you know, I'm sad to see him leave Brooklyn, but he's a killer and he's ready to start being more of a prominent player on his own squad. He's a true, he's damn near walking triple-double. He just needs the reps. He needs the possessions with the ball in his hand. To show everything that he can do. You know what I mean? He's been a killer since his days in Cincinnati and even before. And he's a real Levert. Yes, the, the Levert name ring bells in the entertainment world, period. And now this gentleman is now about to be running his own team in Indiana. And Indiana is about they hoops. So I'm sure he'll be welcome there. And uh, it'll be a good look for his career. It'll put him in a position to get that next big contract which I'm sure he wants because his usage and his percentages will go up, 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 up. Playing behind KD and Kyrie and Spencer Dinwiddie and, you know, while he was getting his touches and reps and he was getting to look great, it's not the same as carrying the load of a team by yourself and showing the world what you could really do. Showing the market what you could really do and letting them pay you in kind. So on Thursday, Brooklyn confirmed the deal. First reported by Sham Sarania of the Atlantic and Stadium on Wednesday. The beard is a Brooklyn net. Welcome to Brooklyn, James Harden. Was a tweet from the Brooklyn Nets official Twitter feed. The Rockets receive Oladipo, Dante Exum, who I like. Rodians Karuks, who's also a good, nice foreign player. Uh, two, three, tweener. He can, he can definitely do some small ball fall stuff as well. Uh, three unprotected Brooklyn first round pick. Ooh, that's ooh, that's 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 gonna sting. Four unprotected Brooklyn net pick swaps. Mm. And a 2022 Milwaukee Bucks first round pick because the Knicks had the Nets had got a bunch of picks. And that Durant trade, which is crazy that they got Durant and picks. I'm like, this is this was Durant made this shit. <laughs> he made Golden State give up a lot. And Golden State had so many picks that they still was able to pick top two and get James Wiseman. Like, nobody's talking about the amount of picks that the Golden State Warriors have because they really built their team for the majority of it through the draft. So they were holding on to their own picks for the most part and didn't start really trading through, trading up, trading out picks until they started dabbling in these situations with Kevin Durant and Andrew Wiggins respectively so they put themselves in an amazing position building through the draft de developed their own players cultivated picks did smart trades that came with picks of amazingly high talent highly talented players that D'Angelo Russell trade came with picks I mean they've, they've been doing their thing and then they also sent out some of those Picks with KD, and so now those picks that came with KD are going to now go to other places. And the 2022 Milwaukee Bucks first round pick via Cleveland, the Cavaliers acquired Jared Allen. Damn, they're gonna, I think they're gonna really miss Jared Allen though. Jared Allen was a beast, and Torian Prince, while the Indiana Pacers add Car Carice Levert in a 2022. 
So they lose Levert, Torian Prince, and Jared Allen. That that might hurt, but you know, James Harden is the type of player that'll make it all worth it. The blockbuster comes one day after Harden said he didn't think the Houston, the situation in Houston was tenable. While the idea of trading one of the best players in the league may have seemed stunning at one time, Woj, Ramona Shelburne, and Zach Lowe of ESPN reported in November that the Brooklyn Nets were a possible trade destination, which was a surely terrifying idea for the rest of the Eastern Conference considering they already have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Woj reported, further reported that Harden turned down a two-year, $103 million contract extension because he was singularly focused on a trade to the Nets. Shams or Sham Sharanya also reported that the Philadelphia 76ers were interested, and I honestly thought that he was going to actually end up going to Philly. But I know giving up Ben Simmons is a lot for any player in the league. I mean, I, you could argue Ben Simmons is top 10, and, you know, even for Harden. Harden is amazing, but Harden ain't no Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons is still so young. It's like how, you, can't, you can't give up way a player. That hasn't even hit his prime yet and is such a beast. You got to figure out ways to build around him. And I think they they were supposed to do the same thing as the Warriors did. They were supposed to build correctly through the draft. And unfortunately, I feel they gave up on one of their three big pieces too fast. First of all, if you was going, they should have drafted Axum. They didn't draft. I mean, um, I'm sorry. They should have drafted Tatum. Unfortunately, they didn't draft Jason Tatum. If they'd have drafted Jason Tatum number one overall, they probably would have won some championships by now uh, because that would have been a three. And then Markel Fultz, I feel if they were going to take him, don't give up on him too soon. He's such a killer. He's so talented. And uh, I wish him well coming back from that ACL tier. But, uh, you know, in hindsight, they really should have just taken Jason Tatum because Tatum is the shooter that they needed. You got this amazing dribble drive and genius with the basketball in his hands and Ben Simmons. You got this dude who's a killer down on the low block, can stretch it out to three, can put the ball on the floor. All you needed was somebody who could consistently just shoot and shoot and shoot. And also, if he could put, if that person can also be an insane playmaker and put the ball on the floor, you know, and not just be Clay Thompson and be stationary, but also make plays, grab some assists and boards and be six, seven, six, eight, like a Jason Tatum was. I feel that was just the perfect addition to their team. And, you know, they went with the flashy guy, Markel, instead of going with the safe Jason Tatum pick. And, you know, it is what it is. According to Sam Emick and Kelly Eco of the, the article continues of The Atlantic, Harden also added the Portland Trailblazers and Boston Celtics is preferred destinations by December. <sighs> Could you imagine Harden with Tatum and Walker? That would have been that would have been special, but not as special as <laughs> with Katie and Kyrie. Whew. Him him on the him on the the, the Blazers would have been cool because you know it would have been him mellow again and you know they the, the Blazers would have probably had to get rid of McCullum, McCullum at that point. But, you know, Harden resumes. Resume includes 2017-2018 MVP, the 2011-2012 Sixth Man of the Year, three scoring titles, an assist title, which nobody talks about. Harden racks up assists for him to be somebody that a quote-unquote 
doesn't share the ball. The dude literally has the assist title. He has won the assist title, meaning he was the person that passed the ball most proficiently for a whole season. Seven All-NBA selections and eight All-Star selections. And I understand the real, real serious ball players, the real savants that ain't going to be like, oh, well, you know, so does Chris Paul correct up a bunch of assists, Rajon Rondo correct up a bunch of assists, but they're ball hogs in the way they rack up those assists. And you could argue James Harden and LeBron as well are ball hogs in the way they rack up assists. Even Durant is becoming a ball hog, and but he's starting to get at assisting to his ball hoggery. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being such a floor leader and a floor general that you only need, you need to be the main person that sets up the offense for your teammates. I think there's a reason they're primary players, and that's why they get paid what they get paid. He led the league in scoring each of the last three seasons whew, and helped lead the Rockets to the playoffs in all eight years with the organization, which is amazing. Come on. This dude was special out the gate, and he just kept advancing his skill set. The Arizona State product averaged 34.3 points, 7.5 assists, 6.6 rebounds, and 1.8 steals per game while shooting 44% from the field and 35.5% from three-point range during the 2019-20 campaign. However, the Rockets lost in five games in the second round to the Lakers. Come on, of course. Underscoring the big, biggest question with Harden. Houston never advanced past the Western Conference Finals when he was there, and it was fair to wonder if he would if it would ever win the title with him as the best its best player. He's owed $85.7 million over the next two seasons and has a $47.4 million player option for 22-23. Mm. The Rockets elected to move on and perhaps begin a rebuild by moving Harden, but Brooklyn may now have enough pieces to compete for a championship. The combination of Harden, Durant, and Irving is as talented a trio as there has been in the NBA, with playmakers spaced across the floor. Frankly, it would be a disappointment if they didn't make the finals, which would be the which would be the first time for the franchise since 2003, when of course they had Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen, aka Jesus Shuttlesworth, doing that damn thing. The bigger question is whether Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, three super superb ISO scorers, can coexist. The first time Nets head coach Steve Nash has the difficult job of corralling three major egos into a cohesive unit. If he succeed, if he succeeds, this team will obliterate opponents, at least on the offensive end. Houston, meanwhile, gets an enormous haul of draft picks. And the chance. I'm so sorry. And the chance. Yeah. To be really, really special is the longest show <laughs> with the article was going to say. They get the chance to be really special. I mean, it's a great article on Bleach Report, guys. Feel free to uh, check it out. I will add one thing. Finally, the Cavs snuck into this trade and got a talented young center and Jared Allen for little cost. And I think the Cavs probably aren't done dealing. They have a glut of big men and Andre Drummond, Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr., and JaVale McGee already. But from a value position, they hit a home run. Absolutely. Because now you got Jared Allen, you got Andre Drummond, you got Kevin Love, you got Larry Nance Jr. If they're smart, they trade Andre Drummond and Kevin Love, keep Nance Jr., keep McGee, 
keep Allen and let McGee be the veteran. Or I mean, McGee might want to get up out of there, though, to be honest, because he's he's the old head. So they probably will end up keeping Nance Jr., Love, and Allen and let Allen be the, the young big who builds with the Brahma Bull, a.k.a. Young Young Destroyer, Young Destroyer China, Young Destroyer China, a.k.a. Colin Sexton. Um, him and Colin Sexton could be an explosive one-two punch. Um, yeah, I, I really like that. I really like that. Um, you know, they, the Cavs are getting some pieces to build into the future. And uh, Levert is going to go absolutely ape. Levert is going to go absolutely ape. And I'm very proud of, of the opportunity. I'm very proud for him and the opportunity that he's going to get. You know, that's a very good look. He's he's going to he's gonna wreck shop and he's going to take care of that with no problems. Gang, how are you? This is your boy, Phantom Fuego. This is his ghetto point of view. We bring in the news, views, previews, and reviews with just a twist of his ghetto point of view. Ooh, you know, forgive me for the late posting of this one, gang. It's been just an, an amazing week, you know, just, just going through a lot, dealing with a lot of crazy things as we all are. Um, but crazy is good sometimes, you know, crazy is interesting. Crazy keeps keeps things spicy. And, you know, what is a life without a little bit of spice? Ay ay ay. you know? If, if if you're not saying ay ay ay, once or twice a day, your life might be a little boring, might be a little monotonous, it might be a little uh, dull, you know. And uh, some people say, "Oh, all that, all that spice of life, all that excitement can can shorten your life." But I mean, that that may be true, you know, if you don't know how to, to stay even keel and emotionally deal with all that, and you know, be able to ride the good and the bad. Uh, the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows. If you if you are somebody who does not know how to get through that, and that's not to say that we don't all be depressed and down and you know feel feel dreary and bad sometimes. That's absolutely not true. But uh, you know, we meditate, we fast, we, we we drink water, we eat right, we exercise, we get in, we get it in. You know, we get in this therapy, we get in this physical therapy, we get that spiritual therapy, and we get that emotional therapy, in, and we. You know, guys, we, we move on. We move forward. We stay strong. We stay consistent. We stay solid. We stay real, true, trill. You know, you keep it 100, regardless of how people feel. Keep it 100. Stay authentic. Stay, and in doing that and riding out things in that fashion, head held high, not giving a, not giving a what when people have something to say because people always going to have something to say. And if people don't have nothing to say, then you ain't doing nothing right. And you may not be doing anything at all. If no one ever has anything to say, you are making zero impact. So just keep that in mind, man. So, you know, we ride through these waves. We ride through the ups. We ride through the downs. We ride through the good. We ride through the bad. We feel blessed at all times through the good, through the bad, through the loss, through the, through the horrors, through the tragedies. Through the blessings, through the rainfall, through the drought seasons, we always feel blessed. Because, hey, we here to experience that. And then experiencing it in and of itself give you an option to have something to write about, have something to talk about, have a lesson or a jewel to share with others. Because so many people's lives are boring and monotonous, and they never experience anything that they could write a, a, a bestseller about and become a, a published author or have... They book converted into a screenplay or give a lecture series. Some people's lives is so so mundane and routine, you know, very milk toast. 
never one thing, never one hair is out of place, never one, never a dust ball rolls through. And, you know, they, they live it and they love that. You know, that's a very generic lifestyle. You know, some people enjoy that. But, you know, most of us don't really enjoy that. Most of us have a little bit of a flair for the exciting and the enticing. And there's nothing wrong with that. In reason, in moderation, and life is going to give you those ups and downs, those bumps in the road anyway, those hurdles. And it's up to you whether you, you know, jump over the hurdles, whether you see that they're going to come and get yourself ready. And if you do trip over a hurdle, what you're going to do? You're going to sit there and cry. You're going to just look at the blood, the blood scraped knee and just, just whine about it. Or you're just going to sit there like you can never get up again. Or you're going to dust yourself off and keep going, limping or not. Bruised up or not, beat up or not, are you going to lift yourself up and keep going? Are you going to be the warrior you know you was meant to be? Are you going to step into your kingdom and your queendom properly and put in the work to really earn that throne? Or are you going to be a sucker? You're going to be a loser. You're going to be left behind because everybody else is going to keep running the race. And that's a sad way to look at things, but it's the truth, sir. It's the truth, man. It's the truth, king. It's the truth, queen. Beloved, bro, sis, my people of all walks, it's the truth. The race is going to keep being ran. And the race is not for the swift. The race is for he or she who can endure it to the end. This thing ain't for the, this thing ain't for the faint of heart. This thing is for the strong. Those who survive, those who keep going are the strong. Those who, who make it are those who plan to make it. Those who put it in their mind that making it is what they will do. Those who fight. And you guys are warriors. You guys are fighters. You guys are winners. So fight. Win. Survive. Thrive. Keep running. Fall down. Get up. Limping. Ankle hurt. Ankle broke. Get up. Get up. Keep fighting. Keep running. Keep going. Crawl to the end. I promise you it'll be worth it. I promise you it's always worth it to keep going. It's always worth it to keep fighting, to keep struggling, to keep pushing. Because there's beauty in the struggle. Turn that struggling into a story that can bless and teach so many other people. You win, you win, you win. I promise you you win like that. We love sitting around watching other people's stories and learning from their lessons and their blessings. But you may have a story that's even crazier that people have never heard yet. Get that out there. Let people know. Let people know how you feel. Let people know your story. Let people know what's going on with you. You'd be surprised how many people could learn from your lessons. Take your lessons and turn them into blessings for them. Turn them into teachable moments. Turn it into a New York Times best-selling novel. Turn it into an autobiography that people can't put down. Turn it into a documentary that people love to see again and again. Turn it into that blockbuster movie. That straight-to-Netflix movie. Turn it into a stand-up special. Use it. Use it. Embrace it. Love it. Show people who you are. Show people who you are. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of the evolution you've made. Be proud of getting through the bombs 
Be proud of making it through the minefield. Be proud of ducking and dodging. Be proud of getting through however hard it's been. Living in a shelter, living on a street, living in an apartment with 800 other people. Be proud of making it through. Be proud of getting through cancer. Be proud. Move on. Live. Keep living. You got this. We got this. We got each other. It's your boy Fan of Fuego, man. I thought I just had to tell you. You know what I mean? Something just took over and just said, share that with you, man. Share that with the people one time. So, you know, we always try to bring you the news, views, previews, and reviews. Just a twist of his ghetto point of view. And I thank you guys so much for rocking and vibing. As always, just remember that Wednesdays and Sundays is when you can catch us. If it's not Wednesday or Sunday exactly, it's going to be twice a week of heat. Hit the notification bell. Hit the like it, favorite it, subscribe to the channel. Whichever platform you're using, Anchor, Spotify. Overcast, Radio Republic. Whichever platform you're using, I'm thankful. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Keep listening. Keep tuning in. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Share it out to your people who you know like this type of vibe. Rock with the wave. And as always, you can get at us at hisghettopointofview at gmail.com. Hisghettopointofview at gmail.com. Add us on IG, hisghettopointofview, HGPOV show, hisghettopov. Check us out, check us out, check us out. And make sure to please tune back into any of the previous episodes that you haven't heard. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome, welcome. And know you're always welcome. And I always appreciate the feedback. The letters I get are so warm and so humbling. You guys have no idea how much you make this all worth it. I really do appreciate it. Have the greatest audience in the business. I really, really do. You guys make doing this every day such a magical, magical experience. You guys make doing this twice a week. I should say, such a magical, magical experience. And I really, really, really do appreciate and honor the time that you guys give me to just share this view every week. You guys are absolutely amazing. You guys are absolutely amazing. You guys are absolutely amazing. So, with that being said, jump into this next story. You know what I mean? It's been a crazy, crazy, crazy few weeks. It has really been a crazy few weeks, guys. Um, it has really been a crazy few weeks. Uh, so those that don't know, um, there's a bunch of prisons are now slating to close. Uh, states, according to a New York Times article, states are shutting down prisons as guards are crippled by COVID-19. Uh, <clears throat> it's an article from like, January 1st, bad about a wave of coronavirus infections. In deaths, local jails and state prison systems are. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm a little smack the deck, smatty deck. Local prisons and state <laughs> local jails and state prison systems around the United States have resorted to a drastic strategy to keep the virus at bay, shutting down completely and transferring their inmates elsewhere. And this is where things will always get shaky. This is where things will always. You're going to see man on the run. It's going to be tons of reports of people escaping. Escapees here. Escapees there. Escapees everywhere. It's going to be a hot mess. From California to Missouri to Pennsylvania, state and local officials say that so many guards 
have fallen ill with the virus and are unable to work. Because no one is talking about the fact that it is the virus is all through the penitentiary system. All throughout the penitentiary system. And local officials say that so many guards have fallen ill with the virus and are able to work that abruptly closing some correctional facilities is the only way to maintain community security and prisoner safety. Okay, this is going down. Experts say the fallout is easy to predict. The jails and prisons that stay open will probably become even more crowded, unsanitary and disease ridden. Absolutely, absolutely. And the transfers are likely to help the virus proliferate proliferate both inside and outside the walls is going to just be spreading everywhere guys they talk about trump events as super spreaders and i'm not saying they already are but they never talk about the prison industrial complex being a insane super spreader of this disease they never talk about the walmarts the targets i'm i'm gonna be nice today y'all i'm gonna really try to be nice today the amazon the amazon employment center the fda the fedex the FedEx logistics centers. But I'm going I'm to chill out. Yeah, I'm going to chill out. <laughs> Movement of the people is dangerous. Said Lauren Brinkley Rubenstein, a professor of university at, uh, at UNC School of Medicine, University of North Carolina School of Medicine, as known as well, who has been tracking the coronavirus cases in correctional settings. We've got really good examples of overcrowding equals more infection and greater risk of outbreak. Duh. We've got... But they not they not nobody's talking about this though. It's so dangerous and it's so deadly, but we have to keep all everybody in prison. I mean, just think about that, y'all, but I'm gonna be quiet. We've got lots of evidence that even transferring people from one facility to the next is very dangerous. There have been more than four hundred and eighty thousand confirmed confirmed coronavirus infections and at least twenty one hundred deaths among inmates and guards in prisons, jails, and detention centers across the nation, according to a New York Times database. Among those grim statistics are nearly 100,000 correctional officers who have tested positive and 170 who have died. Early in the pandemic, some states tried to ward off virus outbreaks by releasing some offenders early and detaining fewer people awaiting trial in order to reduce their populations, but those efforts are often met with resistance from politicians and the public. Most recently, Arrest, but I mean, let's not even lie. There's tons of articles where you see the judges in Chicago refused to let out the people in the jails because they said they don't care if it's a super spreader situation. They don't care. So you know, you can blame it on politicians and the public, but let's let's also put the blame at the judges who are refusing to let the people out of jails as well. So let, let's let's cut it out. More recently. As arrests in many areas have increased, the article continued, jail populations have returned to pre-pandemic levels, according to data collected by the Vera Justice Institute of Justice, a nonprofit research and policy group based in New York. The fact that fact combined with widespread infections among correctional officers, staffing shortages stretching back many years, and strains on prison medical facilities have pushed states as the pandemic progresses toward more concentration and crowding. Rather than less, in part through in part through the closure of strain facilities. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. If you're saying the way to resolve the problems is to cramp more people together, seems like it's just going to create a bigger problem. They talk about strains mutated all over the place. What the hell do they think is going to happen if they put a bunch of people that's all sick together? 
You're going to get super strange. But I'll be quiet. In late November and early December, for instance, North Carolina prison officials closed the Randolph Correctional Center in Asheboro, along with three minimum security facilities, and have not ruled out more closure. It feels like we're holding this together with bubblegum and packing tape, Todd Ishe, the state commissioner of prisons, said in a recent interview. Really, we're all in the same boat. It's challenging our community. It's challenging prison systems north, south, east, and west. Wisconsin has closed up, closed a cell block as, at its prison in Wapoon and started moving its 220 inmates to other prisons. Despite warnings that similar prison tra transfers elsewhere have shown deadly outbreaks, including the San Quentin prison in Cali. Mm-mm-mm. Infections and deaths in the prison system have more than doubled since the beginning of November, according to a New York Times analysis of state data. Mm -mm -mm -mm. More than one-third of Wapoon's guards have been infected since the start of the pandemic. According to state data, in the Missouri, Howard and Pike County shut down their jails. Wow. In a terse Facebook post, the Howard County Sheriff's Office wrote, The jail is temporarily closed due to shortness of staff due to illness. All detainees are currently being housed in Cooper County. But do you understand, like, people that really get to it and, like, do criminal shit are going to be loving the fact that the jail is closed. I'm not even, like, I don't mean to seem dark like that, guys, but... There has to be better ways to resolve these problems than closing jails, A. And B, closing jails is only going to lead to more criminality, A, and more people's families being without, without money, resources, jobs, because several of these guards are going to eventually be completely out of work. This is crazy. Article goes on to say elsewhere, the authorities have so far rejected prison closures, but have taken sweeping measures to try to keep pace with a virus that has moved through prisons with lightning speed. Mm -mm -mm. Ohio and New Hampshire have each called in the National Guard to bolster thin correctional staff. Michigan has transferred hundreds, hundreds of inmates around its prison system as staff counts have dipped, despite infection rates in the prison system doubling during the past month. According to union officials, teachers and nurses who were once a rare stopgap resources are increasingly relied on by the federal wow, by the federal prison system to fill staffing holes brought by the illness and a rash of early retirements among veteran officers, according to Yeah, they said I'm getting the hell up out of here. <laughs> so I mean, and that happens, you know, you have a lot of people who will be at like 25 years and be you know, anytime somebody does a city job, they try to hit these benchmarks of, oh, I did my 20, I did my 30 years, I did my 25 years, and I got up out of there. I did 15 years, and I got up out of there. You know, because depending on the level of, of time you put in before you officially retire, it's going to change the amount of money they pay out to you on a monthly, bi-monthly basis. So pretty much how your pension would be set up would directly 
be directly a reflection of how many years you have put in with a particular company, which, you know, makes complete sense. So people try to push it as much as they can and get as many years as they can into it and squeeze out those last few years. But now you're seeing people say, ah, it's not even worth it. I'm getting up out of here now, which is a very, which is a big reverse on how things used to be uh, even just a few years ago, which, you know, which is saying a lot about what's going on with everything. This is this is. This is serious times, man. Serious times call for serious measures. Serious times call for serious measures. Analysts say the root of the problem lies in mass incarceration. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Particularly in rural areas. Stop it. Where most of the closures are occurring. While advocacy groups have pressed states to reduce incarceration levels and close prisons for years with limited success, some believe that the continuing wave of closures brought on by the coronavirus might spark more permanent change. I mean, you already see here in places like New York where they're trying to close the main prisons, the bigger facilities that are outside of the city, particularly Rikers Island, and move all of those inmates into the city, into these smaller, uh, modern, stylized uh, city jails. But my whole, and city prison facilities, but my whole thing is, so you're going to close Rikers, which has a huge probably out, outbreak of a virus and bring those people into a city and create a huge outbreak of the virus in the city as people release. This whole thing is crazy. And, you know, again, most people have a 99 99.99% success rate of getting through this and healing just fine. So whatever. But the people who don't, feel that this is good, I can definitely understand their perspective because it's like, this is crazy. And then, okay, of course it goes on. In some states, correctional officers learn, earn less than twelve fifty an hour. Jesus, that's kind of trash money. Not more than fast food workers and many lack broad job protections or benefits. Yeah, that's, that's trash money to be a corrections officer, man. There's no way. It's, it's a mess. Very much a mess. This article is really dope. Again, check it out in the New York Times. States are shutting down prisons as guards are crippled by COVID-19. It's an article from the first. Really good reporting, really good reporting, really good reporting. It's your boy, Phantom Fuego. Guys, you guys are so amazing. I'm going to take a quick intermission. We'll be right back with more news, views, previews, and reviews. Just a twist of his ghetto point of view. Thank you guys so much. Be right back. <laughs> yeah, we back, gang. So, in a very interesting report, uh, hip-hop artist uh, Azalea Banks uh, is recently in the news uh, for doing a bit of the, uh, you know, the uncanny and the, uh, you know, the very interesting. Uh, she was actually reported to have been allegedly, um, well, it's not alleged because you can, uh, I mean, I think she took the video down now, but it was up and, you know, you could easily see it. She was uh, reported to have been dug up her dead cat who was allegedly uh, buried for about three months or so and uh, before turning it into a bowl of soup. Uh, so Azalea Banks horrifies her fans by digging up her dead cat, cooking it and posting the videos on Instagram. Uh, this article's uh, courtesy of Hot New Hip Hop. 
Azalea Banks has outdone herself, absolutely horrifying her fans by digging up her dead cat's corpse and cooking it while she filmed the entire thing on Instagram, a.k.a. IG. The oftentimes controversial Azalea Banks is back in the headlines today for her recent move on social media, which consisted of digging up her deceased cat and boiling it. Lucifer, 2009 to 2020, my dear kitty, she wrote as her caption, on one of the two since deleted or possibly reported videos. Thank you for everything, a legend and icon, forever a servil, forever a servile serve. The two the two rapper proceeded to boil her deceased pet companion, who she said passed away three months ago, which is when she buried it. She finally posted a picture of the cat's skull hanging on her wall as Azalea Banks. Is Azalea Banks really digging up her dead cat and cooking it on Instagram right now? Asked one fan. Seriously concerned for what's happening on the artist page. Azalea Banks dug up her dead cat and cooked it. I have no words. 2021 is not the year, said another. This marks just the latest in Azalea's troubling history, especially as it pertains to animals. The rapper notoriously performed a brujeria ritual. And those that don't know, brujeria is, you know, one of the, uh, you know, it's like a form of uh, what they would call today witchcraft or, you know, wizardry, um, magic. Um, so, yeah. In her closet five years ago, stating that real witches do real things after cleaning up three years worth of chicken blood from her floors. We will not be posting the videos as they are very graphic. Check out some fan reaction below. I closed Twitter for three hours and come back and to Azalea Banks cooking her cat, wrote at J Todd's. At Chromatic X, Chromatic X Mill wrote Azalea. When we ask her why she cooks her cat. <laughs> oh man, this is this is very interesting. So of course people are a little upset and a little perturbed by Azalea Banks cooking her cat. But I'm not really sure why people are so bothered by such an act. I mean, it you know, it happens. Um Santeria Brujeria. You know, these are these are old religious art forms um, that have evolved over time from very, very, very ancient classical forms of worship, forms of veneration to different different deities, different beings, different higher individuals. Um, So while I can understand some people not, you know, being cool with that, thinking that it's, you know, a bit of a issue, um, I can see why people would say it's a bit of an issue, but um, I don't see why people would... Uh, would have this much of a problem with it. I really don't. Um, hey, I mean, I don't see why people have to have this big of an issue with it, to be honest. 
it's her cat at the end of the day. And I mean, if it was, if it's not illegal, man, what what are we gonna do? So, uh, as the New York Post reports, Azalea Banks moves to Miami amid scary dead cat post and foreclosure. Uh, article from January 12th, musician Azalea Banks is leaving California for Miami and she's packing one very disturbing possession, quote-unquote. I think people should just be more respectful of other people's religions, but you know, I'll continue with the article. Banks, 29, admitted to digging up the remains of her three months past cat Lucifer in a series of disturbing Instagram videos Tuesday morning, some of which she has since deleted. The cat went out with a effing bang, taking my B to Miami. The 212 rapper said on Instagram in which she shows off the shrine, a shrine-like display that includes her unearthed cat's skull, peacock feathers, a bottle of champagne, a $100 bill, and a mostly empty bottle of Chanel number no. 5. Uh, the ritual, which left many on her of her fans online confused and concerned, comes as Banks moves from her four-bedroom, two-bathroom Los Angeles home at 21801 San Miguel Street. It was revealed that the modest 2,348-square-foot home in Woodland Hills, California, sold in a non-judicial foreclosure for 845000 to an unknown buyer in November. According to the bankruptcy sale, she posted on listing on listing posting on Realty Realtor.com, which describes the home as a fixer upper. Built in 1964, the one-story house has hardwood floors, vaulted wood ceilings, and a fireplace, a balcony, an open floor plan, French doors, and plenty of windows. The kitchen has a cherry wood cabinet cabinetry and granite countertops outside the house has a basketball hoop and a two-car garage is surrounded by palm trees so it's not listen listen, hey i mean that's not a bad home azalea i see you i ain't no azalea was getting to the bag like that (laughs) ain't nothing wrong with that sheesh Banks bought the home in March 2006 for 850000 but didn't appear to be happy with her purchase. She listed the home only a month later, according to Realtor.com. She also reported, she also reported repeated run-ins with neighbors, and in February 2020, she posted a harrowing video asking fans to come to her house after a neighbor allegedly threatened her with a gun. Banks, who stirred drama between singer Grimes and her partner, Elon Musk, when she allegedly camped out at his L.A. compound. Blamed California for many of her mental health issues. Those seemed to escalate this summer when she scared fans by writing on Instagram, I think I will end my tenure here on Earth soon in August. The big, big beat singer has not disclosed the location of her new Miami home, and her reps did not respond to the post request for comment. We got our ticket out of blank California through all the tears and suffering and wildfires, gender identity crisis. The girl is make this. The girls is making it out. She said on her Instagram, "I made it out of hell, Miami, USA. Let's go." She captioned in the video post.
Benaz Tavakali with Rodeo Realty represented both the buyer and seller, according to Realtor.com. Tavakali did not respond to request for comment. So, I mean, listen, man, if she's, you know, some type of, some type of blessing ritual, because I've seen some places, uh, I've watched some stuff on Brujeria and Santeria, and I've seen where some of the, uh, what they call the priest or the, uh, known as the Santeros, um, have when they when they've bought new homes. Uh, this one gentleman was saying when he bought his new house, he uh, sacrificed a goat um, to a particular deity to make sure that you know he his his new endeavor would be blessed. Is the way I'm gonna uh, describe it. That he would have good fame and good fortune. Well, not fame, but good fortune in his new endeavor in this new place. So, listen, man, I'm not going to sit here and knock other people's beliefs and faith systems. And I think a lot of times for us to be this allegedly opening, understanding and, you know, good, kind, well-meaning world, we seem to do a lot of this constant nitpicking at other people's decisions um, like somehow it affects our lives that she did that. It doesn't affect our lives at all. And, um, first of all, I didn't even know she had made so much money. <laughs> she out here buying essentially a million dollar home. I mean, so for everybody calling her crazy and stupid and psycho and weirdo and all this and that. I mean, how many of you guys have a million dollar home, you know, essentially 150,000 more? That's a million dollar home. She just sold a home for 850 bands and a bankruptcy sale. So imagine how much the home may have actually been worth, you know. Um, that's that's pretty dope. I'm not mad at her at all. And it's a non-judicial bankruptcy sale. So it's not like a court ordered this sale. This is her getting her doing what she want to do and getting her stuff together and organized so i think this is pretty dope i wish her nothing but peace love and success light and uh i don't get why people care did y'all have to eat the cat like i'm really confused as to why this is bothering people so deeply and so dearly you didn't have to eat the cat you don't have an eight hundred fifty thousand dollar home Four bedrooms, two bathrooms, basketball court, all that. And it's, quote, unquote, a fixer-upper. I didn't even know she was in the hoops like that, neither. That's kind of dope. Two-car garage, full basketball court. Four. That's a beautiful home. And, you know, whoever bought it, I'm sure is going to get a place that they love. And, uh, you know, who knows? It might be somebody who's also into the same type of spiritual systems that she's into. And, you know, they'll just feel very at home and welcome in that place. Um, but, you know, good for her for getting out of there. If she felt that her neighbors were not respectful to her uh, way of life. Because I've heard that that happens with people who do the Santeria, Brujeria, you know, Palomayombe. Uh, and, uh, you know, any derivative, Voodoo, Vodon, um, any derivative of that type of... Uh, cultural or religious practice um a lot of people get very upset 
with them, particularly if they find out that they may have done anything where they may have used any animals in any of their ceremonies. Um, it is very real that they may sacrifice an animal. Um, whether you personally agree with that because of your particular sensibilities or not, it's very insensitive to turn around and tell somebody else what they shouldn't be able to do based on how you grew up or your sensibilities or your culture or your ways. You know, it, it can come across sometimes as not as being completely unempathetic. Like, if you have more empathy for a four-legged creature than you do for another person and their right to practice religious freedoms or cultural freedoms, then, you know, you have a really serious issue. And it seems like you just want everybody to be in some type of homogenous society or everybody to think the same way, everybody to be cyclopean or myopic and everybody to do things exactly how you want them to. And I think we go, we, we get into that a lot in Western world where we want everybody to just think the same way, pray the same way, eat the same way, dress the same way, um, you know, live the same way, uh, and relate to others the same way. And that's read the same type of literature, watch the same shows. And, you know, that's, that's, that's very unhealthy because, I mean, where's the, where's the difference? How can we even have conversations about different things or new topics? Or how can we even exchange and have discourse if we all have to think the same exact way? If we all have to be the same all the time, how do we ever get to a point in our lives where we uh, can share differences and learn diversity and learn it seems like everybody is only cool with you if you are almost sheep-like in your in your behavior. And what I mean when I say that is like you got to do whatever with the main, with the most, with the majority of the culture thinks is cool. You got to dress the way the majority of the culture says dress. You have to eat the things that are popping now. Oh, this it's that new flaming hot Cheetos or the the new the new chicken sandwich or the new this or the new or the new the new four local drinks on deck and you know like the the pumpkin spice lattes out in the fall and like sometimes you want to just do you and be you and be an individual and it's like screw all that other stuff though I personally do enjoy a pumpkin spice or a chai latte you know vegan of course but you know I'm just saying man you got to be able to be you and do you. And pe people need to be more open and understanding to other ways of life and other ways of doing things. And uh, it was um, in Joey Badass's most recent, one of his recent music videos over the summertime, he showed that he had a voodoo ceremony, kind of like a baptism that you would get in voodoo or voodoo, um, you know, to try to get himself closer to what he feels is his roots and his foundation. And a lot of people hated it. A lot of people was like, oh, he think what the hell is wrong with him? He going to hell and all this and that. Why? Because you say so? Because you think that? I mean, that's interesting, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think about that. It's, you know, I know people have their belief systems and I respect it everybody's right to have their separate belief systems. I guess that's what I'm saying. If this dude wants to cut off the head of a chicken because he feels that that gives him a blessing or a lamb or a goat, etc., who am I to stop that person? And 
consequently, if you want to just light a candle and send up a prayer, who am I to stop you? If you feel like, you know, going to church and, you know, you light some candles, you know, they do the incense and everything. It's, it's you know, you feel like that is helping you out. Then who am I to stop you? I mean, it's both. They're both rituals. They're both ritualistic. They both have a particular series of steps and rules that you follow, particular things that you wear, garbs that you, clothing that you put on, songs that you sing, ways that you hem or hum or, you know, times of silence and, you know, focus and, you know, times where people fast. And so, I mean, I think there are way more differences and similarities in a lot of the belief systems of the world. And I think we just get so caught up in the differences that we never see the similarities and we never see the true common threads that people have that could tie them together and unify so many people around the world if we would just stop letting, for lack of a better way to say it, the media, like the the, the bigger co- corporate organizations that control the media create all these divisions, the bigger organizations that control these, you know, these, these larger sects of religion, you know, that have notoriously been brutal to people across the whole world for years and years. These people that create these fake divisions, these unauthentic divisions, there are tribes, there have always been tribes, there's always been territories and empires and regions, but these people create fake divisions and fake ties. And they force you to Unite under fake division, fake ties while sowing true division. You know what I'm saying? They'll make people who was family hate each other over nonsense, over nonsense, while they get everybody to unite under the things that they feel are appropriate. And if you don't, something wrong with you. And if you pointed out something wrong with you, and if you alert other people to it, something wrong with you. The world is messed up, man. We got to have more open honest conversations and we got to have more understanding to other people's ways of life it might not be your vibe it might not be your wave it might not be your cup of tea but be respectful and be open and be and, and at least understand it because you never know being that person that can understand and accept other people's ways might be the thing that gets you in the door someplace that you never thought you would have got in now i'm not talking about accept any and everything there's certain things that you don't want to accept and you ain't got to accept them. There's certain things I'll never accept and I ain't got to accept them. But when we talking about, yo, somebody did something to an animal, you might not like that. You might feel that's messed up. You might be closer to nature. I might be closer to nature, but I'm not going to knock that person's authority for doing that. You know what I mean? Because I understand if we go way back into time, you know, there's a time when people who did sacrifices and things like that. They only used fruits and vegetables or flowers for their sacrifices. So I completely understand that. But for those that took a different route with the the culture, yeah, y'all might bump heads and not be friends and may have disagreements, but y'all have way more similarities. Those who just go to a Catholic or Christian church and just light a candle, just bow your heads and pray, you know what I'm saying? Y'all have way more similarities than y'all do differences. And we got to get to the point where we just appreciate each other's differences, not trying to become each other, not trying to make people bump to outside who don't want to be there, but respecting and accepting each other's differences is going to make us all 
smarter people, more intelligent people, people who can hold conversations in different circles. And, you know, the more combos you can have and the more different circles your name can ring in, the more money you can make out here, the bigger you can be out here, the more of a legacy you can leave for yourself and your fans. Because that's all it's about at the end of the day, gang. So that was just my long way of saying, you know, we just got to be open and understanding a bit more. Stop stop attacking people so crazy because we may not understand things. Because I don't know about you, but, if it, but you know, if Azalea Banks could put me on, I could get me an $845,000 house. I might listen. She telling me something crazy. I might be like, no, thank you. But I appreciate you giving me the info. You know what I'm saying? You have a great day and blessings to you. But I'm going to be open to listening. <laughs> she, I mean, she tell me I got to take down three elephants. I might be like, you know, that's just, yeah, you know, I might. Okay, I'm cool without the $845,000. But that's me. But, you know, I'm going to be open to listening to the information. Because she might put me on a game that might save my life. And we won't know until we open up. Open up, gang. Open your hearts. Open your ears. Open your minds. The world is far more vast than we think it is. And there's a string that intertwines everything. All forms of life. All cultures. But we gotta be a little more perceptive to be able to figure it out and put the puzzle pieces together. With that being said, gang, I'm out of here. Thank you guys so much for rocking and vibing. As always, much love to AJ's Kitchen for bringing us this beautiful spread of vegan, accou- vegan accoutrement. I got cookies, Cakes, greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> nah, but I mean, it's so dope. The Infused Meals is doing deck. AJ's Kitchen at gmail.com. That's AJ's Kitchen, K-I-T-C-H-I-N-N at gmail.com. Place your orders. You can also catch them on Instagram and Twitter. It is your boy, Phantom Fuego, bringing you the news, views, previews, and reviews with just a twist of his ghetto point of view. Ooh, this has been a, such a dope episode. I appreciate you guys. Please hit that like bell. Please subscribe. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. Wednesdays and Sundays is when we try to get it in. But if we miss the Wednesday, we definitely going to get you twice a week. So hit the notification. Subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Overcast, Republic Radio, Republic. Wherever you at, listening and grinding and vibing. Enjoying your day. Getting to it how you do it. Make sure you are a favoriter of the show so you can be informed when we rock out. Love you guys so much, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen as always. See you on Sunday, and don't let this crazy week get to you. There's so many other things we could have talked about, y'all, but I feel there's enough people driving home those crazy points, and I just wanted to vibe out on these things, and I appreciate it, but if there's anything you ever want me to address specifically, his ghetto point of view at gmail.com is where you can get at me. And as always, guys, please, please donate. Donations help out so much, gang, with me being able to expand and grow and stay independent in this media game. Uh, PayPal.me, PayPal.me backslash Phantom Fuego, PayPal.me backslash Phantom Fuego, P-H-A-N-T-M-P-H-U-E-G-O, or on Venmo at Phantom P-H-A-N-T-M-Fuego, P-H-U-E-G-O, dash 42, Phantom Fuego 42, Phantom dash Fuego dash 42 on Venmo and PayPal.me backslash Phantom Fuego. You guys are so awesome. I really do appreciate it. 
Y'all have a great day. Take it easy. See you Sunday. Peace.